So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Hey, what's up, guys? Joel Cheeseman here, a.k.a. Cheese, a.k.a. Turkey Killer. Uh, on this episode of Firing Squad, we have Jeff Dolan of Flash Recruit. Jeff, how you doing? Doing well. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Are, are you ready for the pain? I'm ready to rock. Pain train's coming. Which All I right. A turkey joke in there, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to you, uh, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Google. Lever. Intello. Monster. Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. All right, all right, all right. There we go. Everybody feeling good? Feeling good, man. Uh, turkey Day's on its way. Joel's going to be tons of turkey taking naps, which he's used to in the first place. I think the naps part more. Well, well, the good news for me is because I'm divorced and we had the kids last weekend, I had Thanksgiving dinner Ooh. last weekend. So I'll get like double the dose of turkey, which means double the naps, which for me is really, <laughs> like really extreme. Trip to fan. You know. You'll be on in trip to fan heaven. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Excellent. Let's get to the show. Jeff, are you ready, man? Let me tell you a little bit about what's going to happen. Um, you have yeah. two minutes to pitch Flash Recruit, okay? After uh, after the pitch, Joel and I, we're going to hit you with a rapid-fire Q&A. Uh, if you drone on or if you bore us, you're either going to get the bell or Joel's going to hit his favorite crickets because you bored us. Uh, at the end of Q&A, you're going to receive one of three. You're either going to get the big applause, which means you've exceeded expectations, the golf clap, and you're on your way, but you've got a lot of work to do, or you're going to get hit with the firing squad, which means it's it's probably time to take your ass back to the drawing board 
and uh, start over with this whole concept. So that's Firing Squad. Uh, let's buckle up and let's get this pitch started, Joel. Sounds good, man. Do we want to meet Jeff a little bit before we go? Yeah, into it why not? not? I guess. Jeff, you've got a, a 30 second intro. Go. All right, perfect. Well, uh, I run all the revenue operations for Flash Recruit. I actually started my career at careerbuilder.com uh, and I was there for over 10 and a half years, um, primarily in sales roles. Uh, ran a couple different markets, and uh, that was actually where the idea for Flash Recruit was born, right? There was a massive opportunity to capture some of the candidates that would be dropping off from a site. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, I then joined a early stage company uh, based out of Detroit. Um, grew that from two to four million in revenue before formally starting starting Flash Recruit. We've been uh, fully running here for uh, two and a half, three years. Um, and based out of Detroit, that's me. Awesome. So we have some prior experience mm-hmm. in the recruitment space, which I think you're the first guest And ever. a sales guy. And, and you've built a company. Yeah. So we expect great things from you, Ooh, Jeff. I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to raise the expectation. Therefore, the applause yeah. will be more to me than otherwise. <laughs> Don't mess it up. Uh, at the at the bell, you've got two minutes to pitch us your company. And after that, uh, Chad and I will have our way with you. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Here we go. All right, cool. So Flash Recruit is a recruitment-focused live chat. What we're solving for is the fact that the Apply Now button is broken right? Um, Candidates know how to find employers. They know how to find career sites. They know how to find job postings, but we're losing 90% of those folks. The reason for that is that they're not just willing to jump into that formal apply process, right? They have questions. Um, On the flip side, recruiters know how to reach out to candidates, right? You go on LinkedIn, you do a search for a title and a location. You've got a big old list of people. The problem is not finding those folks. The problem is connecting with them. Historically, you've got phone calls, emails, in-mails, whatever it may be, all of them are less effective than they once were. And so what we've done is built a live chat tool, right? Specifically and only for recruitment with the intention of connecting the right candidate to the right recruiter live, let them interact, answer a couple questions and do one of two things, get the candidate into the cycle or out of the cycle. Both are good. Um, What we've seen is that our customers are telling us it's driving people into the cycle much faster, more efficiently. Um, It also tells us that they're able to get in touch with folks who would have otherwise not applied to the job. And that's a big part of what we do. And so um, that is Flash Recruit at a very high quick level. Oh, very good. Very Very good. Um, it sounds like you're adding a layer of complexity to the recruitment process. And I know we'll get to automation and things like that later, but, um, you, you pitch your product as saving time and just on its face, it sounds like it's adding a a layer of complexity, like convince me that it's not, that it it is actually saving time and making things easier. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it's interesting. Um, if you have, uh, so it's typical, like industry accepted ratio, you've got 10 people who view a job and one of them apply. Um, what we know is that there are qualified people out there who are doing that research. And so even if there was a bit of complexity and it enables you to chat live with a candidate who's highly qualified for your role as a recruiter, um, what we've seen is that people are very excited about that. Um, when it comes to saving time, though, here's a typical candidate experience. They go to a job, uh, they find the supply, they click apply or fill out whatever form that's asked of them. Um, that gets recycled into an ATS and then somehow it gets onto the recruiter's dashboard. The recruiter then has to get in touch with the candidate. So you're going to call them, email them. They're probably going to miss that. Uh, eight hours goes by, 16 hours go by. Somebody responds. Then they're trying to schedule a phone conversation, which takes another day and a half until that actual conversation occurs where they ask a couple questions and find out they're not a potential fit or they are a potential fit. And then you're scheduling the next step. That took days. 
And so what we're doing is we're enabling our customers to put a live chat on jobs, uh, career sites, wherever it may be, um, that allows an instant interaction. If a recruiter standing there, I'm notified that Chad, the candidate, wants to talk to me. I need to know that Chad has seven plus years developing React, whatever it may be. Um, I'm able to figure that out on the spot as opposed to going through the days of scheduling previous to that answer being So. Quick question. So I understand there's pre-screening questions for any candidate coming through Flash Recruit, and it depends on how the, the company sets it up. But so if a candidate answers the questions correctly, they are automatically funneled to the, the specific recruiter and the chat's opened up, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So what happens if the candidate answers the question incorrectly? Well, what happens then? Uh yeah, good question. So it's up to the recruiter, um, uh, or it's up to the company, I should say. Uh, most companies, if that candidate doesn't answer all their questions correctly, um, they can still get notified of that chat. There's a ton of use cases we have out there where a candidate chats with a recruiter about a job. They're not a perfect fit there, but there is another opportunity, so they can kick that candidate over to another recruiter. In other scenarios where it's a more rigorous screening process, um, we can automate uh, using some of our technology, uh, a customized or configured message that would go to the candidate saying, hey, Hey, you're not a fit for this specific role, follow us on LinkedIn or here's a link to our other opportunities. Um, in the second case, that would not notify the recruiter. So again, in an effort to stay where, where, where are all these conversations logged? Uh, so on Flash Recruit, but the key there and one of our biggest differentiators is making sure that that is logged wherever the customer wants it logged. Um, so we're a Bullhorn Marketplace partner. Um, and in that scenario, a candidate chats with the recruiter, conversation is had, I click complete and I move on with my day as a recruiter. We create the candidate record in Bullhorn. Um, obviously, the conversation that was had is loaded as a note. Um, it's referenced to the right recruiter, referenced to the right candidate. Um, and also any answers to screening questions would flow in there. As well. What if I didn't apply for the job? Uh, you wouldn't be, we'd be referenced to the job because that's the job that you chatted on. Um, it's not an applicant, mm -hmm. right? You'd be a candidate in that, in that case. Okay. Jeff, uh, so you sort of just email and voicemail, which is fine. Um, is this a text-based solution? Is it a web-based solution? I know you have native apps. Like how do, how do both job seekers and, and customers typically inter interface with your solution? Mm -hmm. So the majority of job seekers interface with our solution on a mobile browser. It's a variety of devices, but they're looking from a mobile device and they do that via browser. Uh, the majority of our recruiters, um, actually it's about half and half with the recruiters. Half of our recruiters are using it on a desktop. Day in the life of a typical recruiter would have them at a desktop. And so they get a notification on their screen, have the chat from there. Um, another like I said, half and half probably are using one of the native apps, either on iOS or Android. Um, typically, the recruiter is working a full desk. You know, they're away, they're around. Or in the scenario that an after hours chat comes in, they're sitting on their couch. They would typically have that phone from a native app on iOS or Android. Do you find that they will use it at all at all hours of the day? Uh, it varies, but for the most part, yeah. Um, also, the customers are different, right? So take a staffing yeah. customer. Like, that is their world, right? We, we focused on staffing intentionally for a couple reasons, but one of them is that that placement is is their world. Um, they are very dedicated to finding that tough-to-fill role, um, finding that candidate that will come in, and they are more apt to have a conversation early or late. Um, in other cases, uh, you can even go so far as to set notifications to snooze out from 5 p.m. until 8 a.m. And so you wouldn't even get a notification that a candidate wants to chat with you after hours. So when, if someone chatted you, chatted you up on a snooze mode, what, what message would they get? It's a configurable message, pretty simple. Um, okay. And so uh, you can provide another call to action. But the key there is that we do care very deeply about the candidate experience, right? Like 
we have always built with that in mind as well as the recruiter experience. And so if you're on snooze, you get a away message much quicker. Um, if you tried to chat with me at 1am and I did not hit snooze, then we uh, actually go up into a period of two minutes, uh, which is when the data tells us to do this, but we still display a message uh, that says, Hey, I'm not at my desk right now. I'll follow up with you at the email you provided. And so that actually is a segue into an important component. Cause I know this question is coming. Mm-hmm. What happens if I'm not at my desk? Right. Right. Um, number one, like we basically turned into that lead form. We got you that candidate you would have another otherwise not received. Number two, the recruiter, next time they look at their phone, when they wake up, probably laying in bed or when they're at their desk, um, you see that candidate, this XYZ Chad tried to talk to you about this role last night. Um, I was on a call last week, actually, and a recruiter told me that as long as she got back in touch with those folks within 24 hours of them trying to chat, she's got an 80% plus response rate from those candidates. Um, and that's that's impressive, right? Um, so it's less about um, those scenarios. It's really more about that new channel of candidates that you're opening yourself up to via using a more um, modern and appropriate communication vehicle, which is live chat. So generally getting an interview on the calendar is pretty basic. I mean, and you already have the, the pre-screen questions after you pass through those pretty much as do we want to interview you? Um, and then at that point you coordinate calendars. So why does a real person have to be the one chatting to set up an interview? Mm-hmm. Um, good question. So uh, there's a couple parts to that question. One of them is that a lot of our customers use technology to schedule those interviews, right? So like very simply, uh, when a chat is happening, if this person makes sense, they'll throw in a Calendly link and let it run from there. And so that's a pretty brief, um, the scheduling piece is a pretty brief part of that whole interaction there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second piece of it that I think is interesting is the difference between just screening and actually vetting out that candidate, right? So you can have all the AI and all the bots in the world that can basically confirm what's in the job description. Where we see our customers seeing value is that, again, it's, it's enabling these two humans to connect. Um, and the candidate has questions that aren't in the description. Like AI is not at a place where they can answer some of those questions and that cannot be programmatically put in there. And so um, that's where the human interaction comes in uh, when it comes to the scheduling. Uh, you know, there are certainly technologies out there for that as well. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. With all, the, with all the, the questions that are actually being thrown at human beings today, are you guys logging all those questions and answers to be able to build a, a Q&A database? 
yes. And so uh, that's a little bit future state from a product standpoint, to be totally transparent, but we are absolutely paying attention to what's happening in those conversations. Um, and there are tons of implications about what that data could do. Um, I will tell you that the one uh, learning that we have pulled from there that has been very powerful for our customers and for us is that these interactions are not long, right? Um, I think if you think, you know, one of the initial pushback years ago was like, I don't want my uh, recruiters chatting with candidates for a real long time, right? Um, and what we found is that this is just not the case. You've got these high quality people. Um, it's a candidate short market, right? They're not going to jump through your hoops, aka the apply process, but they've got a question. So those questions get answered fairly quickly and both parties know I'm either in this cycle or I'm out of the cycle. Move on with my day. Mm -hmm. Jeff, I have a quick, I want to kind of go back to the messaging component and then ask a little bit of uh, about the competition in light of that. Yeah. So if, if job seekers are engaging with employers via more or less a, a mobile uh, web application, mm -hmm. so their browser, Safari or whatever it might be, um, if they don't hear quickly from their question, how, so with text messaging, when someone messages you, you get an alert that says, hey, you've got a text message. Yeah. How does someone know if it's hours you know, later that they've got a message waiting for them? Sure. Um, you mean somebody meaning the candidate, correct? Yes, the candidate. Gotcha. And so uh, when a candidate chats, we've got first name, last name, email. That's that's the information that we collect, right? And so if a chat did not get picked up again, uh, we tell that candidate after a period of two minutes, looks like the recruiter is away from their desk. They'll follow up with you. Um, when that recruiter finds that, uh, you can click a button in our system, which would then either email or send a text message via SMS if the candidate prefers that to let them know that Jeff, the recruiter, is back online. Okay. So my, my competitive question um, it sounds like you have some components of, of SMS, but you're not using like a, Twilla, a no. Twilio or something. Um, is that in the offing? And, and if not, why not? When you see competitors like Text Recruit, sure. uh, who Chad and I know pretty well, you've got Canvas. Mm -hmm. And of course, all the automation tools, most of them are um, uh, text message based. Was there a reason why you didn't? And if maybe you are, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, there is a reason that we didn't. And um, there's certainly room for both, right? And so if I'm a large employer and I have a database of 100,000 people that I want to communicate with and I have their cell phone numbers, then by all means, text those candidates, right? And they've opted into that twice, actually, right? So like that is a very good thing. We are further up in the candidate funnel. And so I am the guy who is on, I'm doing a little bit of research because I had a bad week at work or whatever that may be. And I am looking at, uh, you know, uh, your Facebook page. I'm looking at your career site. I'm looking at jobs and I end up on XYZ job that could be a potential fit, but I'm curious. You're asking for 10 years of experience. I've got seven, but I've got X, Y, and Z in addition to that. That is the candidate we're grabbing. You cannot text that candidate because you do not have that candidate's cell phone number, right? And so we are gathering more at the top to bring them into the middle part of that funnel. The second part of that um, answer that I'd love to bring up is that it's a very different thing, right? Um, one of the reasons why our tool has so much momentum behind it right now is that we're providing a more informal and quick place to start this conversation, right? Um, if it is via text message, that's a very, it's a much more personal thing, right? It's more of we have some semblance of a relationship, whether I could be a candidate in your system, but there is a relationship there. Um, we found that candidates and, uh, well, candidates um, are less apt to jump into the texting conversation with no prior context. And so we have built and focused very specifically on the top of that funnel, enabling more candidates um, to get into the top so that that relationship is created. Once that relationship is created, then by all means, use whatever vehicles make sense for that specific relationship. But we have found that live chat works at the top. So from a, a website UX standpoint, like from your, your client standpoint, um, 
I, I go to, I go to websites all the time and they have the little uh, chat box down in the bottom or the bubble that's just kind of bouncing there to let you know that it's, it's available or it, it, it starts to engage with you. Right. I went to, I went to the flash recruit site today and I, and I wasn't prompted to chat at all. I saw it down there. It just kind of sitting there nice and quiet. Um, why? I mean, why wouldn't you want to prompt anybody coming into to start the engagement right out of the gate mm-hmm. instead of just hope that they want to click on that bubble? Right. Well, um, I think that there's a fine line from the UX standpoint that goes from subtlety to annoying, right? And we've got a variety of different versions. And so mm-hmm. customers can tell us they would like to be more prominent. I'll use that word as opposed to the other word is. Um, uh, we yeah. can make it bounce. We've got tool tips. We've got hovers. It can be larger. It can be colors and it can flash, right? There's some stuff there. And so we can certainly do that. On our website, it's a little bit different, right? We are not recruiting for jobs. It's a slightly different scenario. And so um, at this point, we've remained a little bit more subtle. What I will also tell you, though, is that from a candidate experience standpoint, our customers who are fully integrated, it is not a just the pop-up. It is not a link in a job. Um, Literally, you've got an apply option on a job. And so I'm looking at a developer in Detroit. Um, You've got apply. You've probably got like apply with Indeed, whatever it may be. Under Mm -hmm. there, you have a button that says chat now. That is what we do and that is where our customers are seeing massive value because candidates will click that. And then since we've got the recruiter data from the ATS or the career site provider, that Mm -hmm. chat notifies very specifically the recruiter or group who is attached to that specific rack. That is our differentiator, that is what we do. So back to the back to the chat bubble. Um, yeah. When I when I engage the chat bubble, it automatically and this might obviously work differently on your site versus your client sites, but it it, it asks me for first name, last name, email address. Um, out of the gate, from a user standpoint, I'm just not going to give you that stuff. But I have engaged with other chats where they they say, "Hi, I'm Jeff," or "Hi, I'm, yeah. I'm Joel." And uh, what's your name? One of those things, right? Now that's really cool engagement and, it, and, and they get my name, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, just in case our chat uh, fails, can I get your email address to make sure that we can stay connected and, and um, answer your questions? Do you have the same functionality within your system? And if so, why aren't you using it on your own damn website? <laughs> Good question. Um, and so some of that is being built. Some of that exists today. Um, but there's a reason that we've done it the way we've done it. Um, there are a lot of live chat out companies out there in the consumer space, right? Like it is a big industry and they mm-hmm. all do very clever things like that. But there's a big difference here. If I'm going to look for a car, um, that dealership does not need to know who I am before they answer those questions, right? Applying for a job, talking about this job opportunity is a different scenario. And we've provided this to all of our customers, right? We have this conversation a lot. And what Mm -hmm. it comes down to is that the staffing firm or the employer, they want first name, last name, email when somebody wants to engage. And so they have, it's been customer driven for us to make that decision. What we've also seen though, is that the drop-off is not that crazy. Although you mentioned you might not fill that out. Um, What we found is that first name, last name email has become very commonplace within the employment world. And so people haven't, uh, it hasn't proved to be much of a problem today. So that bit is by design, but we do continue to explore what that initial initial engagement could look like and should look like in the future. So it is certainly in the roadmap. Um, I think- I think one of the one of the worst things that we do and, you know, all of us, I think, being in sales at one time is, you know, we have to listen to the customer. There's no question. But when they really don't know what the hell they're doing, especially from a UX standpoint, look at these goddamn websites, right? They suck. So then they want to tell us about how we can actually pull these these the the UX together for chat when you guys are the experts in chat. Um, So what you're saying is what we were just talking about is either in development or is already available. You're just not rolling it out because clients don't like it because they want that Intel. Is that what I'm hearing? 
So we pay a lot of attention to what our customers are telling us, what to build, what not to build. Um, and that one is starting to bubble up more closely to the top, but uh, we've got other priorities at this point. Um, but we'll mm-hmm. continue to, it's it's not on the uh, the two-week sprint, but it's certainly within the six-month roadmap for sure. We'll continue. Gotcha. So, so let me ask about that uh, horizon a little bit. Um, what... What is your what does your solution look like? You know, twelve months, eighteen months from now, um, both as a as a solution as well as your company. Um, I don't think you mentioned like when you launched. Um, are you going to be looking for venture capital? Like, what's sort of the vision, both product wise and company wise, for yep. the business? Um, so the most the the recent version of the product today lost, launched in June of last year. Um, and so that's, that's how far we've got there. Previous to that, we had an 18 month beta period we were very lucky to have that. We got a significant seed round. Um, so previous to June of last year, we spent 18 months. We had a beta product in hand. Um, we put that in 32 different customers hands. Um, they used it, they broke it, they did all of these different things. And so we spent the year and a half doing that before a June launch. Um, since then, um, we've been growing very rapidly. Um, we don't love to focus on fundraising, although it will, uh, you know, it's an important part of growing a business. Um, and we will be raising sometime in Q1, just for total transparency there. But the more important part of that that question is what, what it will look like from a company standpoint. And so the number one thing, far and away number one thing we hear from customers when they sign on with, with Flash Recruit is that they want more chats, right? Like the, the conversations are good. Recruiters enjoy the experience. They know they're getting people they would have otherwise. And then we've got some, depending on the ATS, some pretty significant reporting to be able to return an ROI um, very specifically on the candidates that are coming through, right? That's not rocket science. But the question is, how do we get more chats? And so where we are focused is continuing to build out our partnerships, right? And so when I told you that scenario in which a chat button lives next to the apply now button, as you would imagine, that has a much higher uh, click rate, right? It's much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. We've got the career site covered, right? The problem is that like, how many of those candidates are actually hitting the career site? So in some of the big staffing companies, big employers, you've got a relatively big number, but what about for the rest of the world? And so what we're working on today is creating partnerships with the career site providers um, and partnerships with the job boards, to create that same experience, right? Because there are more eyeballs there that will convert um, higher volume of chat. And that is what our customers are asking for. So we're very focused on the partnership front um, and finding ways to drive more appropriate candidates to our customers' chats. Um, And so I guess partnership is the short answer, but that partnership could mean all sorts of things. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about pricing. How, How is it priced out? Uh, so pricing is really simple. Um, uh, there's a lot of complication when it comes to pricing. We are a pure SaaS model, right? There's a very simple $199 a month platform fee. And then on top of that, uh, it's a per user price between 20 and 40 bucks. Per user per month, right? Per user per month. And that, that actually caps off at 50 users. And so from there, we'd consider that enterprise and we've got some more creative options at that point. But wait, very, wait. very the pricing is all transparent on your website though, right? I mean, other, yes. other than getting into enterprise level. And we've seen from a lot of startups that they they like to hold their pricing very close to the vest because in most cases, they sure the hell, they, they just don't know how to price it. So so here's the, and I like the pricing. I think it's actually fairly cheap. Um, here, here's the big question. Um, you know, as well as I do, the gorilla in this game is Facebook and they're building out, uh, they're building out employment They're they're and they're going to be focusing on it more. How do you compete with uh, a product that is going to be, because it's all glitz and glamor at this point, but companies want to get into it and they want to figure out how to use it. How are you going to compete with those guys when everybody uses Facebook messenger? 
Yep, that's a good question. Um, Facebook actually has more Messenger accounts than they do Facebook accounts, which I think is super yeah. interesting. Good and point. Like, I know it sounds cheesy, but like it's I think it's a one of the coolest times ever from an HR tech standpoint. Like there's a lot of very cool things happening. Um, the answer to your question though is that uh, in order to make recruitment chat work, there has to be three things that occur. Right? There is the right candidate, there is the rec. There, so that job in the middle, and then there is the right recruiter who is attached to that job. And that is why we are different. That is why live chat and all the consumer live chats can't do what we do. Um, that's why messaging platforms can't do what we do is that we've taken the time and worked through the details on how to say, okay, this is XYZ rec. This candidate is looking at XYZ rec. Here's the specific person that is attached to that. That's the person we should be talking to. And once that conversation completes, get it into the system of record. I mean, don't you see Facebook doing those types of things? I mean, because they're already, they're already starting to take uh, jobs from applicant tracking systems. Yeah, which is super interesting. Um, by, by all means, it could be possible, right? We spent the last uh, two and a half, three years um, very, very focused on it. And so um, not to say we've got a head start on a company like Facebook, but what we have today um, is, uh, is, is, is proving to be powerful for our customers. And so we are focused on maintaining that momentum and growth right now. Plus, there's another component there too. If I'm a candidate and I'm going to chat via Facebook Messenger, like that means that I have to be okay with using my Facebook Messenger account. Exactly. Right. right. Gotcha. Like, that's not cool. Like, I'm not going to do that. Um, there's no way, you know, it's not like there's a whole world of unemployed people out there who are just like, oh, yeah, hopping around looking for jobs. Right. And so um, I think one of the other pieces of value that we have versus like, a, why don't I use Gchat? Or what about the LinkedIn messaging capability that keeps growing? All of those things, mm -hmm. like part of our value. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Oh, oh. Ouch. We're at 28 minutes. I wasn't. You weren't. You weren't droning on, but we're uh, we're closely in the time, and we we want to cut it off at 30 minutes. So with two minutes left, um, Chad and I will go through sort of our our commentary on the on the product, as well as giving you a final rating. So I'm going to go ahead and go first. Um, I, I, you're a great salesman. Like it's pretty clear that you've been doing this for a while yeah. and your answers are really concise and, and well format or formulated. And I think that's great. Um, I love, you know, I love mobile. I love, you know, messaging, um, and that component of it. So I, you know, to me, anything that moves us past sort of email, traditional things like that is, is a good thing. Um, I think that the challenges with the business are just like any really job board or solution out there. And it's being squeezed by the big boys. So Chad mentioned Facebook. Um, I could easily mention LinkedIn, who has a messenger product. Um, you know, with Google, I think Google for jobs and how people apply to, 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 to openings is, is changing. Right. Um, so I, I feel like there's a real competitive element here that's going to be really tough um, to overcome. So for me, not a diss on the product, just I think the environment is going to be incredibly challenging for you. And this next step of raising money um, is going to be really important. So for now, <laughs> we're giving you a clap, but kind of a, yeah, it's a golf clap, a held back clap. Yep. Yep. That's fair. Thank you. It's good. Okay. So a couple of things. And, and uh, first and foremost, I want to be able, I want to give you kind of some sales to sales guys, business advice. I was on the, on the, the, the system this morning, right? Had a great conversation with, with Henry. Um, number one, he did great work. I mean, he did great work. He deserves a raise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things you guys have to do, and you have to do this today, is you've got to devise a way to sell your chat through your chat and stop this bullshit process of having to schedule a demo. You have some, you have somebody interested and they're there 
and right. in, in, in some cases they they might want to buy right but you're pushing them to next week for a demo you've got to stop that today you've got to figure a way to actually use chat to push them to salespeople so that you can start a demo through the chat platform that's number one i'm going to go back with what joel has to say is that competition is the key. It is crazy muddy out there with everybody talking about texting and messaging and Facebook and Google. Um, Facebook is definitely the 800 pound gorilla and the glitz and the glamour is what always, always companies uh, find themselves gravitating toward. So I believe you guys, much as Joel said, you guys have a a big dog in this hunt um, from a short term standpoint to be able to make this thing work. Long term is going to be the really the strategic focus that you guys are going to have to go after. Um, I think companies should look at you guys very, very diligently today. And uh, but long term, that I'm going to have to go with the golf clap as well. Yay! Good, good show. Good, good show. Work. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's so anticlimactic. <laughs> Sorry, <Yay>. Jeff. <laughs> That's good. So you survived, Jeff. Any? Uh, any words? Uh, no, uh, other than uh, appreciate the opportunity and appreciate the feedback. Um, it's uh, it's something that we obviously think about quite often um, when it comes to the sales experience when you hit the website. Uh, we have gone back and forth with that. Like, there's a couple integration questions we want to make sure that it fits our ideal customer profile before mm-hmm. we have that. So, like, that's one of the reasons there. But um, it's good feedback, right? And um, we're watching what's happening with the big guys, um, and that's that's a part of um, sort of what our strategic planning looks like um, very, very often. So it's uh, it's good feedback. It validates what we know to be true. Right on. Excellent. Well, Chad, that's another episode of Firing Squad, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, until thanks, next Jeff. month, this is it. Are we out? Later. Thanks, Have a great outing. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.